Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. Good morning. It's Thursday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. It's also 420, a day designated for celebrating the consumption of marijuana. Some folks are celebrating and others are striking. My colleague Adorna Migade is reporting that about 100 workers from Rise Cannabis Dispensaries in Niles and in Joliet, a couple Chicago suburbs, are on strike. Rise Dispensaries is a subsidiary of Green Thumb, and these workers unionized last year. But this is the first time in Illinois history that three cannabis dispensaries under the same company umbrella have gone on strike at the same time. Christopher Smith is a business analyst with local Teamsters 777. He says workers are going on strike because Niles employees were told to remove buttons supporting collective bargaining. It's disrespectful to the workers' movement. It, it does not allow them to state their opinion and their stance and what they believe in. Um, it's a way to union bus. Workers are also trying to get their first contract to demand fair wages and retirement contributions. Rise has not responded to a request for comment. More news on Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson as he prepares to take office. He addressed a joint session of the House and Senate yesterday where he outlined his vision for the next four years. For one, Johnson says he is working with Illinois lawmakers to address crime in the city, but he's not outlining a specific ask just yet. He also reiterated his call to hire 200 more police detectives and to expand mental health care for officers. But afterwards, he wouldn't tell reporters how much help he wanted from the state. He said those discussions are still ongoing. He is urging state lawmakers to change how school districts are paid. Johnson says he wants the school funding formula revised so a nurse and social worker can be hired at every Chicago public school. He also wants to launch a trauma response network to address the effects of violence on young people in Chicago. We will be able to offer a range of social services to students and families to help them process this trauma and heal while also interrupting the cycle of violence. Johnson takes office in just a few weeks on May 15th. So remember those PPP loans? or the Paycheck Protection Program. They were a part of federal COVID relief for businesses, and a lot of folks applied and received money to help cover the cost of staying open through the pandemic. And now some folks are being accused of fraudulent activity with those loans. My colleague Dan Mihalopoulos is reporting that leaders in the Chicago Park District are reacting to some of those accusations. They're quote-unquote extremely disturbed after an ongoing investigation led to six resignations and five pending disciplinary cases. The employees allegedly claimed to own side businesses and got PPP checks from the feds for those businesses. Allison Perona is the Park District's interim inspector general, and she says some of the employees admitted to getting loans for outside businesses that did not exist. And this type of blatant falsifying calls into question their character, honesty, and fitness to work for the Park District. 
Yesterday, the Park District told my colleagues here at WBEZ that the alleged behavior was, quote, unconscionable and completely unacceptable. And the city of Chicago's inspector general told the Sun-Times her office is conducting a separate investigation into whether any city hall employees also had committed similar fraud. And now for a few quick hits. My colleagues at the Sun-Times are also reporting that for the first time in a century, only one sitting alderman was unseated this year. The singular defeat of city council member Annabelle Abarca, who was appointed in the 12th Ward, marks the fewest defeated incumbents since the 50-member city council system started back in 1923. By comparison, in each of the previous two election cycles, seven sitting members were unseated. And Block Club is reporting on two Chicago areas getting landmark status this week. Promontory Point is now a Chicago landmark. City Council Member Leslie Hairston spent two decades advocating to save the point. She got to see it landmark in her final city council meeting before retiring. Promontory Point runs from 54th to 56th Streets on the lakefront. And the landmark designation will ensure an extra step of oversight to protect limestone on the point. Also on the near west side, Greater Union Baptist Church received landmark status. The church has been there since 1886, and the congregation was made up of mostly Union soldiers and volunteers from the Civil War who took a staunch abolitionist stance. And the ComEd bribery trial. Testimony ended yesterday, and closing arguments in the case are expected for Monday. Four former ComEd executives and lobbyists are accused of conspiring to bribe former House Speaker Michael Madigan to advance the power company's legislative fortunes. And the trial could have important implications for Madigan's corruption trial, which is scheduled for next year. As for the weather, watch out for thunderstorms on and off today. It's also windy, but pretty warm as well today. Temperatures starting off in the low 60s and going up to the mid-70s by this afternoon. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening. I'm Erin Allen, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.